I'd like to welcome everyone once again into God's house. Uh, thank you for coming. And we've got a real nice crowd again tonight. Uh, we appreciate every person that's here. And we appreciate every church that's represented here. And we've had a, a great meeting. Of course, many of you were here last night. So a few of you were probably not. Uh, we had a great meeting last night. And it's caused me to have a great longing. I, I've been excited about the revival for quite a while since we first uh, announced it and got settled on it. Uh, but even after we had the meeting last night, I think it even gave me a boost uh, for being anxious to come back tonight. Uh, God gave us such a good spirit, good preaching, good singing, uh, good movement. And, uh, uh, just, and again, uh, everyone that comes, and uh, especially every visitor, uh, it just makes it more exciting having you here. And uh, I want to read just uh, one verse of Scripture. I'm sure everyone's familiar with the account in the Bible. It's in the fifth chapter of the book of John. And uh, Jesus come down uh, by a pool uh, called in the Hebrew tongue called Bethesda and found a man down there laying that had had the infirmity 38 years. And uh, Jesus, uh, in verse 6, said, When Jesus saw him lie and knew that it had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? And, of course, you know the story, and the man did get healed. Uh, but I, I want you to think of that phrase, Wilt thou be made whole? Uh, Jesus didn't force that healing on that man, but he offered it to him. I'd like to ask you to think about this tonight. If you're here tonight and you're not where you need to be with the Lord, especially if you've never been saved by God's grace, but even if you're uh, out of fellowship with God, you're not where you should be, I want you to ask yourself the question, do I want to be made whole tonight? Do, do I want to get in the place I need to get to? And I want to tell you this, you can uh, let's all stand for a moment of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, uh, thank you, Lord, that uh, we have you as our God, and there's nothing wrong that you can't help us with. There's nothing broken that you can't fix. And, God, I praise you tonight, and I thank you, Lord, for all your goodness and your grace and your mercy. Thank you that you gave your son to die on the cross and raised him from the dead. Uh, God, thank you that when I was just a boy... Lord, that you saved my soul, that you made me whole down on the inside. And God, I thank you for that. It's real in my life tonight. And God, I pray that you speak to people here that are in need in this service tonight. Bless it according to your great will. We ask you these things and praise you in Jesus' name. And amen. You may be seated. And uh, we turn over to the choir. And everybody pray.
Taylor, I like that part in that last song. It says, and I believe that when we meet him, uh, for, that, that he'll say, well done. But not well done because it's something I did. Right. It says, well done for trusting his soul, redeeming yeah, love. Right. I'm so glad yeah. that I was a boy, Terry. That's the only thing I had was just trust. Yeah. There wasn't a thing else that got me saved. It was trust. Yeah, I'm so glad for that tonight.
71. 71.
Amen. I sure enjoyed listening to the choir sing again. And once again, I want to say how good it is to be in God's house. And I'm excited to be here and looking over the crowd and seeing everybody cheer. I appreciate Lima Church being here. And I appreciate every visitor from everywhere being here. If you're saved, I'm glad you're here. If you're lost, I'm glad you're here. And uh, I appreciate revival that God's given us. And uh, good to be here. Let's all stand for just a minute. Everybody's got an unspoken prayer request. If you just show it and raise your hand, amen. A lot to pray for. Now, if you've got a uh, spoken prayer request or even a testimony on your heart, do you feel free to say what God's given you before we pray? Come on, brother. Amen. Thank you for being here. I want to come up here because this is worth hearing. Amen. That first song. That they sang, I've not heard it, I don't know when, but it took me back yeah. to when I was a young person. Yeah. And that good old choir would sing. It took me back, and the thought occurred to me that's been tens of years ago, almost 60 years. Yeah. The thought occurred to me that I know the one who's been there throughout the ages. Amen. And it's amazing to me that it still feels the same way, Amen. still as rich, yeah. and still as sweet as it ever was. Amen. And it's amazing to me that it'll be there through all eternity. Amen. Now, I don't know that. I don't. This little mind can't understand that. Uh -huh. But he puts something in me yeah. that can treasure it and worship it. Amen. And I thought that was worth telling. Amen. I, I agree with you. I appreciate you coming and sharing that. That's good. Thank the Lord. Anybody else? Follow him. I got to talk to Brother Larry a little bit too, and I, I'm, I just, uh, boy, let's really pray for him tonight. Amen. Someone else. Let's pray for God to speak powerfully to people's hearts tonight. 
leave this request. Will you pray for Trey? I've talked to him some. He had a, a funeral that was going to be late this evening. And uh, I've had a few of those like that. They, down in the south, they seem like they do them a lot that way. And uh, that makes it hard. And uh, he, uh, uh, he really said he's really praying for a revival. And I appreciate that. But remember him when you pray. Uh, I'll go ahead and share this. Uh, this is part of my reason for asking prayer for him. Uh, the man uh, goes to his church that his mother died, but uh, her husband is uh, not a church member and not a saved man. And uh, when they asked uh, Trey to do the funeral, uh, his comment was, well, I don't care if you read some scripture, but I, I sure wish you wouldn't preach none. And uh, so Trey said, I've really been praying and uh, he said, I want to follow the Lord. And uh, he said, I, you know, don't want to just naturally uh, distress that man. But he said, uh, and so we, me and him discussed some. And so, but just pray for him. All right. Anything else before we pray? Pray for Brother Denny, for sure. Amen. Any others? If not, I'm going to ask Brother Chris Page to lead us in prayer. Again, thank the Lord. Now, who'd feel like singing tonight? If God's put a song on your heart, we want you to do that. Sing. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
If God's give you a song or songs to sing, surely do that. Appreciate the choir singing. Appreciate the singing we had last night. It was great. If you've got something on your heart tonight, obey the Lord. Right. Let's pray for Sean while he comes. Listen. My mind gets so stressed about the world that we're in, the struggles and battles and the heartache of sin. Old Satan's attack, the church of today, they've left God's old path and have found a new way. But I thank God for the altar. That's where I got in. That old time conviction revealed all my sin. And that old King James Bible, it still works today. I thank God I was saved in the old-fashioned way. That old-fashioned preacher, they say he must go. Just give us a smooth one who puts on a show. Don't sing us them old songs about dark Calvary, just sing us a new song, and happy we'll be, oh, but I'd like to tell you, I'm not going that way, I'll stay with the blood, that's the price Jesus paid. I was born in the fire, and the smoke will not do. I'm walking that old path, brother, how about you? And I thank God for the altar, that's where I got in. That old time conviction revealed all my sin and that old King James Bible it still works today I thank God I was saved in the old-fashioned way Thank the Lord for that song. I'm like Sean. That song, I'm glad I was saved in that old-fashioned way. It's been the same since the beginning. It's, it'll be the same till the end. And it's the same right now. And you can get that that Sean was singing about. Praise the Lord. Uh, somebody else feel like singing. 
got something really stirring your heart. Not, we're going to soon turn over to the preacher here, and we're happy to do that. We just really pray. And I know you've been praying, I can feel it, but I just, God wants me to say that again. Just give it everything you got. Just give your undivided attention and pray from the depths of your heart. Uh, Brother Cooper, come on. back again tonight. appreciate everyone that's made their way here. Uh, I'm honored to stand here tonight. I appreciate the song Sean sang. I'm glad of the way I'm in. And I'm glad I don't have to question it tonight. I'm glad that I know um, there were some folks that fell down on their face pleading for me when I was lost and undone and they, their prayers reached the throne room of heaven and somebody came running to my rescue. I'm glad that Jesus loves somebody like me enough to save me in spite of myself. Preacher, Jesus doesn't want me. He died for you. Paid the ultimate price. Um, I'm going to give you what's on my heart tonight. That's that's all I know to do. Um, I want you to know I love you. More than I say I love you, Jesus loves you. Um, If you follow me too long, You'll find something in my life you can point out that ain't good. But I want you to know about 2,000 years ago, there was a man that walked and talked right and upright. And if you follow him all the way, you would have never found a thing that had a blemish on it. In that Old Testament, they would make those sacrifices, and it had to be a lamb without spot and without blemish. I want to say tonight, that's just as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was, the perfect man. Let's get into the message tonight in Mark chapter number 2. Mark chapter number 2. Mark chapter number 2 begins and says, And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was a noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And that when they could not come nigh unto the press, unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Son, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Let's skip down just a little bit further into verse 11. Um, And Jesus begins to say these words. He said, I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And so you pray tonight, I I want you to know I I can't do this on my own. I've heard men stand and claim that they're going to preach with or without the church. And folks, I'll tell you, I'll never make it without you. I want you to know that tonight. I I need you. I'm begging of you. I, I need some heavenly intervention. But... As I studied this week, began to ponder, began to think, this thought came to my mind, began to think about this scripture, and I began to think about this, this title, this idea of whatever it takes, and began to think, began to ponder about that just a little more, and began to look at this scripture, and we look and we find it begins and it tells us that Jesus was in a certain place called Capernaum, and as he was there, he was in that place and in that house, and it says these words, and it says, and it was noise that he was in the house, and began to ponder, began to wonder about that. I, I, I want to say tonight, 
but there are some good things that can happen when it begins to be noise that Jesus is in the house. I want to say tonight I'm still thankful that Jesus still dwells in the house of God, that Jesus is still willing to come and visit His people just every once in a while. Friend, I want to remind you tonight that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Preacher, Jesus don't move like that anymore. If Jesus was in the house yesterday, He's willing to be in the house today. Friends, but I want you to know in this world, in the day and age we live in, I want to remind you that there are some people that claim that Jesus is in the house and He is not in the house. What do you mean, preacher? There's some folks that think they've got it and they just simply don't. I love you tonight, but what I'm saying is you better make sure of what you've got. You better know that it is the God of heaven living down on the inside. Friend, I'm glad tonight to know that when I say Jesus is in the house, House, there is no doubt, no question in my mind. When Jesus is in the room, I feel something down on the inside of me that makes me want to shout because I know that the same one that saved me is dwelling on the inside of me. If you don't know a little bit about that, friend, I believe every once in a while we ought to get a little bit about a little bit excited about the fact that Jesus died for you and I. If you haven't been excited, haven't been happy in a little while, you ought to remember that God died in our stead and He's dwelling with us. Begin to think, begin to ponder about this scripture a little more. It says, and straightway they were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. Man, we find in this scripture that this is a busy time. This is a busy place. It looks like there's a lot going on. And from the initial look of it, it looks like there's no room for anybody to get in. Can I encourage you tonight, friends, if you're here and lost, or if you're here and you're out of church and you feel like there is no room for you, I want to let you know tonight that Jesus has made some room for you in His house. You may feel like I don't belong. You may say I'm not worthy. Friends, there's not a one of us. There is none righteous. No, not one. But because Jesus Christ Himself died in our stead friend I want you to know there is some room for you in the family of God I sure am thankful tonight that when I had no right to the family I had no claim Jesus said he is one of mine I paid the price for him preacher it looks busy tonight I don't think there's room for me friend there's room plenty of room for you listen let's get on and they came unto him bringing one sick of the palsy which was born of four, and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered, and they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. This is where I want to get at tonight a little bit. Whatever it takes. Can I encourage you of that? I begin to think, begin to ponder. We look at this story. and it, I, I want you to know tonight, it is one of my favorites. I love to read this story. Listen, tonight we find that this man was sick with palsy. The Bible doesn't say how long he was sick with that. It doesn't tell us the extent of that issue. It also tells us that this one man was born of four. What does that mean? There were four men that were carrying this man with palsy to this place. Can I encourage you of something? That when Jesus is in the house, we've got a job to do. I want to encourage you of that. We look and it says, it does not tell us how far these men walked. It does not tell us that. But what it does tell us is that they did everything that they needed to do to get that man from point A to point B. What was that? That was from where he was at to the feet of Jesus. I want to encourage you tonight. You've got to be doing whatever it takes as a child of God to get your people to the feet of Jesus. It might mean tonight that you have to endure some trouble. It might mean tonight that you have to endure some turmoil. But friend, but when 
when you get somebody to the feet of Jesus, it'll be worth every step of the mile. Friend, if it's just one more soul that walks down the aisle, I want to encourage you tonight. It's worth every breath in my lungs. It's worth every step that I take. I want to remind you tonight, we've got something worth fighting for. You may look around you and you've got lost family. Friend, I want to encourage you. The only place you have to take them is to the feet of Jesus. I'm glad tonight also it says that they were born up for. I want to encourage you tonight that we've got to fight together in this thing. We're not going to get things done on our own. Preacher, I've got lost family. I've got lost friends. I want to say tonight that I'm right there behind you and I'm praying and I'm caring and I'm doing my very best to plead and to beg for them to come and find what Jesus can do. Listen tonight. I, I, I can see him walking down the road. And maybe the one on the front right corner looked at the one on the left and said, Man, I'm getting tired. My arms are getting weak. I just don't know how much longer I can carry this. And they may have looked at each other and said, We got to get him where he can get some help. Friend, can I encourage you tonight and remind you that there is no time left to quit now. Friend, you may be halfway there, you may be almost there, but I want to encourage you tonight, there is no quitting place in this thing. There's somebody around you that cannot carry themselves. You need to be in the business of carrying somebody to the feet of Jesus tonight. Whatever it takes to get them to Him, you ought to be willing to do it. As I read this, as I begin to wonder, I begin to think, what if they would have stopped for just a moment? What if they would have waited Friend, I, I don't know what Jesus would have done, but let's just say tonight that if they tarried too long and Jesus wasn't in that house anymore. Friend, tonight, if you stop and wait too long, you're going to miss your opportunity to carry somebody there. Friend, get this tonight. If you feel like you're in a standstill moment in your Christian walk, if you feel like you're lukewarm, it's time to get on fire. Listen tonight, when you let go of your corner, I love this thought, when you let go of your corner, somebody else has got to reach over and grab it for you. Let's think about this logically for a moment. That man's being held on a bed and being carried. Tonight, that's the picture of the church carrying a lost person to Jesus. But here's what I want you to see, Greg, if one of those men would have let down that corner, there's two things that would have happened. Either somebody reached over and grabbed it, or that man would have fallen off of that bed. Friend, I want to remind you, there is no time, no place, no opportunity to let go. Can I encourage you? You grab a hold of that bed, and you carry, and you grab, and you grip as hard as you can. Friend, and you stay close to the rock that you're hewn on. Friend, get in Him. Begin to ponder, begin to think tonight about those four and that thought, whatever it takes. Tonight I believe we can find some encouragement in the men of the Bible that were willing to do whatever it took. Begin to think about so many, and there's so many examples I'd never be able to cover them. But there's a few of them I thought about. One of them was Stephen in the book of Acts. And you know the story, and Stephen is there preaching the gospel. Saul was there that day. Man, Saul was there. 
And Stephen's up preaching and telling about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And man, they got mad. They got ready to stone him. And finally, Stephen got stoned. Stephen died. But here's what I want you to realize. Stephen had a mindset. And Stephen had an idea that he was going to do whatever it took no matter what happened. Can I encourage you of what happened just a little bit while later after that? There was a man named Saul that had killed Christians and had persecuted Christians. What happened to him? He got saved and he got born again because Stephen had the mindset mindset of whatever it takes to get somebody to Jesus. I'm going to march on and do everything I can. I just don't know if my work is worth it. Stephen and Paul would look and say, keep marching on now. Because of Stephen, I saw Jesus was there. Think about that for a moment. If Stephen doesn't preach the gospel there, if Stephen doesn't carry his corner, if Stephen doesn't do whatever it takes, what would have happened to Saul? There's people around you, if you don't carry your corner, you don't do whatever it takes, what happens to them? Man, I, I, I don't want to feel that way tonight. Preacher, you're preaching hard at me. You're hitting me. I'm not telling you this out of hate. I'm not mad. I love you so much and I've been in your spot. But I know how much better it feels when you get a hold of your corner and you start doing whatever it takes to get somebody to Jesus. Man, so many examples in the Bible. We could go through so many tonight. I, I just begin to think, begin to ponder about them, begin to wonder just a little bit more. I, one of my favorites is the three Hebrew children in the fire. And you look at them for just a moment. You think about what they endured. They were in a country who did not claim their God. They had a ruler who did not claim their God. And he looked at him and he said, at the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, he said, when that all begins to sound off, you better just bow down. And they didn't bow down. And somebody told King Nebuchadnezzar about it. And King Nebuchadnezzar came unto to him, began to ask him some questions and said, why aren't you doing this? I'm putting it in my words tonight. But they began to tell him, they said, listen, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the fire, but if not, we will not serve the golden image, nor the gods that thou hast set up. I want to remind you tonight, friends, we may have to endure some fire so somebody sees Jesus, but when they see Jesus, it'll be worth every step of the mile you've took. The three Hebrew children would look and they'd say, Nebuchadnezzar looked right after that and he began to say their God is God he claimed God for that country friend God can change the world if we believe him for it man we could go on and on I, but listen tonight those men I'm sure got tired they got in trouble but they didn't stop don't stop tonight Preacher, this trial, this fire I'm facing, I feel like I can't march on anymore. I'm telling you, there's someone depending on you. There's someone that needs you to carry them while there's opportunity. They begin to break that roof, and when they had broken it up, they it says they let him down the bed where in the sick of the palsy lay. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son... Thy sins be forgiven thee. Can we get to the good part tonight? Here's what we find, Terry. Those men took every step of the mile. Yeah, buddy. They got there. And a surprise happened. They couldn't get in. Here's what they did. They said, we're getting him in. They broke the roof. 
Tonight, friend, it may be an unexpected thing that you've got to break through, but you need to break through it. It may not be what you wanted, but you've got to break through it. It may not be what you expected, but Jesus saw it coming. Those men got there and they broke down that roof. Man, I, I can see him in my mind. They took that bed. They set him down on the feet of Jesus. They said, we've done our part. Friend, I, I want to encourage you. If you've got somebody lost in your life, there is only so much you can do. What do you mean, preacher? You keep praying and you keep praying and you keep bringing them to the feet of Jesus, but you can't make that decision for them. Listen tonight as they set him down in there. I, I can see him all crippled, not being able to move as he looks up at Jesus and Jesus looks at him. He says, when he saw their faith, he looked at him and he said, Son, thy sins be forgiven. I want to remind you tonight that many people will mislook at this. They'll, they'll take it another way. It says when he saw their faith, and many will take that and they'll say that he was looking at the faith of the four. I want to say that he was looking at the faith of the five tonight. What do you mean by that? That man that was sick with palsy had to believe. Can I say tonight, friend, that you may be carried to the feet of Jesus, but now it is your turn. It is your opportunity. Can I ask you if you feel something down on the inside? Why are you still questioning that God is real? If you feel conviction down on the inside, why are you still wondering if Jesus can heal you? If the Holy Ghost can convict you, I know that Jesus can save you tonight. Man, that man with palsy gets let down in the bed. And a lot of people would have expected immediately Jesus to cleanse the palsy. Jesus did something else. Jesus looked at something just a little bit more important. He said, Son, thy sins, every wrong that you've ever done, it's washed away. Oh, do you remember that moment, friend, when Jesus looked at you and said, Son, daughter, child, thy sins be forgiven thee. I don't remember that time. I don't remember that place. Well, I can tell you now, friends, that now would be a good time to get that time in place as you are sat at the feet of Jesus and He is looking at you, waiting you to place your faith in Him. That's all it takes tonight. The faith of a mustard seed. Jesus began to look at him. He went on a little bit further. And He went over and He healed him. Here's the thing tonight is, he said it, he said, go into thine own house. That man with palsy had something to do. What do you mean, preacher? Can you imagine the time and place? Hear me out tonight. When the man with palsy walks back into his house. Hear me. The man with palsy walks back into his house. Say, man, you look a little different. Yeah. You don't look like you used to. Yeah, my man. He says, if you could only see the change he made down in here, you think what he did to me naturally was great, you ought to see how he saved me. Yeah. Here's what I believe tonight. I'm coming to a close. I'm wrapping up. Somebody tonight, there may have been for a long time you were working and you were carrying and you were striving 
And then maybe trouble came along. Maybe you got tired. Maybe you got a little bit weak. And you let go. You said, I can't fight anymore. Tonight, you got to get back in this thing. God doesn't want me to work anymore. God wants you to work. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Well, preacher, my load is getting hard to bear. One of my favorite, I guess, references I've ever heard, Terry, you may have said it, talking about the oxen and how they begin to work when they're pulling a plow. The Bible, we know that when those oxen, the load gets really heavy and it gets hard to bear, that they'll get down and down and down and they'll get on their knees and they'll lean into each other. They'll lean into each other. Why? They can't carry it on their own. Friend, you know what would be good for us tonight? If you can't carry the load you're bearing by yourself, you feel like you're all alone. Why don't you find another child of God and say, I need you to help me carry this burden. Man, I'm telling you, you get down real low and you start working together. That load gets a little bit lighter. Friend tonight, if you need to get back to work, get in it now. I told you time's running out. Here's the other part of this tonight. If you can't identify with the four that were carrying the man, maybe you can identify with the man on the bed. Preacher, I've never met him, never knew Jesus. He's waiting. Said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open unto me, I'll come in with him and him with me and sup with him. Tonight I believe Jesus is giving invitation. Let's give a song. Stand with us tonight. I'm done. Terry, come and help us. Tonight I believe somebody's got to get the mindset that I'm going to do whatever it takes to get my people to Jesus. Preacher, why should I have that mindset? Here's what I like about this. There was a time and place when you couldn't get to Jesus on your own. And somebody carried you to the feet of Jesus. The least we can do tonight is carry somebody else there. God's, I believe, dealing in somebody's heart that you need to move. Don't hold back. Don't wait to get back in. Don't wait to get saved. You've heard it a hundred times. And I, I, I know you're thinking, I'm sick of hearing it. But we don't have time to wait. We don't have time to delay. Many times I, I think, Jesus, would you just come back? Jesus, would you just take me home? But then I think about the lost people around me. I say, God, just a few more moments to labor. Tonight, God's given you grace to labor. You ought to labor tonight. God's given you grace to be saved. You ought to get saved. Well, preacher, I don't, I don't have that kind of faith. The Bible tells us that He gives every man the measure of a faith of a mustard seed. Here's the thing tonight. Not only does Jesus give you the faith, all that He expects is for you to give it right back to Him. Preacher, I can't get to Him. Good news, 
He's reaching down farther than you can reach up. Preacher, I've moved several times and just ain't got him yet. Can I beg of you tonight? Would you come once more? Would you please come sing when you're ready? Tonight is God is dealing. God is speaking. Don't waste the opportunity. Don't waste the time, the grace that God has given you. As God is looking and saying, it's time you labor for me once more. It's time you pick up your corner. Tonight, friend, I know the trial is rough. I know the time you're facing is rough. But I want to say it'll be worth every step of the mile when you get somebody to the feet of Jesus because of the labor. So I knelt and called on Jesus. We can do it with his help tonight. Just as always, I felt his presence, his hand of mercy. Come on tonight. Rescued me just How much are you going to tarry? Are you going to wait to get things fixed up? If you say you're going to, it's never going to happen. Come right now as God is dealing, God is speaking. He's given victory. God wants to help. God wants to help tonight. He was always standing. Jesus is in the house. The recipe's right. And the recipe's waiting. I want to thank Him. How about I want to praise Him one more time. Looking back on this journey. Since the day that I first met him, don't you so want that tonight? many times his love and mercy rescued has rescued me. You ought to get the friend that sticks closer than a brother. So today I come before him. He's worth praising and once one more. more time I'll stand and praise him. One more praise for right. his blessings, for he has been Take so a step good out. to me. Make a step for him. I want to thank him. I want to praise him. Yeah. His grace has been sufficient. And God is calling and I'm begging somebody. He's given victory. Your eternity is at stake. Friend, that's forevermore. It's he at stake tonight. As God is here, God speaking. I beg of you, would you come? Slow, and the river was wide. I want to thank him. I want to praise him one more time. Amen. He was always standing by my side. Yeah. The valley was low and the river was wide. I want to thank him. I want to praise him one more time. Tonight I want to talk to you for just a moment and then I'll get out of the way and I'll turn it over to Terry, but as I thought about this and I studied and I thought about the title, Whatever It Takes, yeah. I thought about the church laboring and then my mind went just a little bit further Help you. and I thought, you know, there was a time a long time ago when God said, whatever it takes, yeah. preacher, what are you talking about? God loved you so much that he sent whatever it takes to get you saved. That's right. Jesus bled, died in your stead for this moment right now. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? He died so that we as the world could see that we through Him might be saved. Notice tonight, might be. Yeah, that means it's a personal choice. Amen. I'm done.
Amen. I need one in a minute. Well, I thank God once again for the gospel. There's nothing like the gospel. And gospel literally means good news. Well, the best news that humanity's ever had is that there's a solution to their sin problem. And that's what that's what Cooper's been preaching about. And boy, God bless him, preach it real plain and real powerful. <clears throat> I want to focus on just a point or two, and all the points he made was good. But I wanna, he preached some about Apostle Paul and about him being an evil man and persecuting the church, and, and yet it come to a time that God spoke to his heart and God saved him. Uh, I looked that up uh, today. I come on my heart, and I was reading about that. And in the ninth chapter of the book of Acts, it tells where Paul got saved and went down through and told the details. Well, on over in the 21st chapter of Acts, he, he got arrested. In the 22nd chapter of Acts, they were talking to him, and then he finally gave him a chance to speak for himself. And, and the main thing he told was his salvation experience. Well, then he was still under arrest, and on over in the 26th chapter of the book of Acts, he came before King Agrippa. He was talking to Agrippa, and the main thing he told Agrippa was his salvation experience. Now, I want you to get this. It's not enough just to be religious. Paul was religious before he ever got saved, but he was on the way to hell. I've talked to people, and this has come to my mind two or three times uh, lately and in this revival. Uh, I've talked to people all my life that seem to be leaning on what they've done or what their parents had done or their church membership or uh, the fact that they was baptized and, and so on. None of that's going to get you to heaven. Jesus said, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And so I want you to know I've got a time and a place in my life like Apostle Paul that I can go back to. Some of my details are different. I wasn't on the road to Damascus. That's where he was. I was in Lima Missionary Baptist Church. My son was in the backyard. Doesn't matter uh, all those little things like that. And I've, had, I've heard people tell about uh, who was preaching and the scripture they read and their text. I can't remember that. I was about 12 years old. But it doesn't make any difference. I'm just as saved as they are. I, I think I got saved in November. I'm not even sure of that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a time and a place. I'm not talking about the date. I'm talking about a heartfelt uh, uh, experience that I can know and remember. I remember when I was lost and on the way to hell. I remember when God spoke to me. And I remember coming to God and getting saved. So here's my point. I'll sum up and ask him to sing a song in a minute. If you don't have a time and a place that you can go back to where you realize that things changed for you and God delivered you from sin and brought you out of darkness into light, that brought you out of sin into life, then you need to get saved. And so, uh, and so if you're here tonight and you need to just repent, if you've already been saved, just need to repent and get on fire and help us in this revival, do that. But if you're here tonight and you're lost, come and ask God to save you. So sing whenever you're ready. Boy, God's here and he's here in a powerful way. Please respond to God's call. It's not enough to be religious. It's not enough to belong to Lima Missionary Baptist Church. You have to be born again. Would you come right now? Come on, children. Jesus, my some folks need to come. Just come and ask God to save you. That's, that's what Cooper's been preaching about tonight.
And, and if you're here, and if you're not doing your job helping somebody get to Jesus, come and repent and get in. We need you. They need you. You've got a job nobody else can do. What I got was real. Listen. Come on. Come on, get in. Obey the Lord. Do you know Jesus? Are you saved? Are you living for him? change. Old things are brand new. That's, that's what happened when I got saved. I'm not yeah. Amen. You got anything else to get back in, buddy. Oh, you're preaching. Powerful, wonderful, plain message, buddy. Amen. Obey the Lord. Old things pass away. Amen. God for the Praise God. Are you forever changed? Do you have Jesus in your soul? And if you are saved, are you living for it? You don't have to be out robbing banks to be out of fellowship with God. You just be focused on the wrong thing. Too busy. One of the things that gets me, you know, we get caught up in things. I say we, I I mean me too. I get my mind on things that don't really matter that much. They seem important for a minute, but then if they distract me from the Lord's work, it's in the wrong place. Come on. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a member of Lima Church or some other church or no church at all. If God's speaking to you, you need to come. When I took come on. the precious hand of Jesus. Well, I can feel God calling somebody tonight. I'm feeling God powerful. I'm glad he's calling. I want them to come, but I'm glad he's calling. Old things are new, and I tell you it's true. I'm not the same. Amen. We need to change the world of me. Obey, children. He my eternal destiny. Old things pass away. Thank God for the day, my that. I've got something else to feel like doing in just a minute. Uh, we might ask for another song in just a minute, but uh, uh, I do this a lot, and I'm going to do this tonight if, with heads bowed and eyes closed for just a minute and the piano playing softly. I'll tell you this. I've, I've watched enough of our uh, live streams, and I know when I, when I do this, and I appreciate the folks that run the uh, sound and the cameras and everything. They don't focus on the congregation when I'm doing this. They bring that up there, and, and they focus right up here in the front. So they're not, they're not broadcasting or they're not taping uh, what I'm asking you to do tonight. They can't, you're not on camera. That's the thing. 
And so it's private. And that's why I ask people's heads to be bowed and eyes to be closed. So you can kind of feel private about this. And, you know, our relationship with God's private. Let me ask you this tonight. And I'm going to ask this a little different than I usually do. If you're here tonight and you're just not sure, you're just not sure that you've been saved, would you raise your hand and say for that, pray for me? That's an odd way to ask that. That's the way God put it on my heart. I appreciate that hand. I appreciate that hand. Boy, I appreciate those hands. Thank you for being honest. Anybody else tonight, just raise a hand and say for that, I'm just not sure I've been saved. And so really pray for me. Okay, let me keep asking you. Just keep your heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here tonight, and as you look at your life and uh, your service to God, and as you compare it to what uh, Brother Cooper preached about tonight, about those four men carrying that friend of theirs on that bed to Jesus, uh, we're in that story somewhere. We are really in that story somewhere. If, if you're not carrying your load, can you imagine dropping one corner of that bed? I'm telling you, that'd make it hard on everybody. If you're not carrying the corner of your bed, if you're a saved person, but you're not doing just for God what you need to be doing, would you be honest enough and willing enough to raise your hand and say, pray for me, I need, boy, I appreciate that hand and that hand and that hand. Boy, I appreciate all those hands. My, I really do. Anybody else that would raise your hand saying for that, pray for me, I need, to, I need to get on the corner there where I belong, I need to lift my load, and I need to help bring somebody to Jesus. Just raise your hand. Boy, we've had, I appreciate that hand. Boy, that's a lot of good response tonight. I'm, I'm just blessed and overwhelmed kindly. Well, let me, let me make this statement. Uh, I might not have uh, covered what your exact circumstance is, or you feel like it is at least, but if you're here tonight and deep down, you just know that something's not right in your relationship with God. If you haven't already raised your hand, but, but you realize that there's something that's just not quite right in your relationship with God and you want to praise God's people, would you raise your hand? Anybody would do that, would raise your hand. That just ought to cover everything. Ought to cover everything. Okay, raise your heads up and open your eyes. I want to say this, and in just a minute, we're going to ask them to sing. <clears throat> Please, tonight, if you're not where... God wants you to be. And, and I, I thank you and I applaud you for raising your hand. I, I'm, those that I ask the questions, and you raise your hands, and I'm not trying to pressure you or, or put you on the spot, but you made a step in the right direction. I, I really appreciate the step that you've taken. I believe tonight that you could take another step, one more step, and come and let's pray about it together at the altar. And we're not here to embarrass you. We don't demand that you say anything. You know, if you come up and pray, and after you get through praying, we give everybody a chance. If they want to say something, they can. We don't try to force anybody. And you don't have to tell anything about your sins. God already knows about them, and it's none of my business. If you're here tonight, and you need to come to the altar and pray, if you're here and, and you raised your hand, or, or even if you didn't raise your hand, maybe you thought about raising your hand, but just somehow you just didn't raise them. If you're here tonight and you need prayer, and you know that there's something that needs to be helped and fixed in your life, and you realize God's calling you, I'm going to ask you to make one more step. 
I'm going to ask you to step out and come on and let's bow. And, and we won't just leave you here by yourself. I'm going to get down here and pray with you if you come. And there's some of these other folks here. They'll come and get, and they're nodding their heads. Yeah, they're ready. They want to pray with you. And so, uh, boy, I appreciate this group here behind me. And whether you're up here, there might be somebody up here that needs to come down and pray. That's okay. Boy, that's more than okay. If you need to come down and pray, boy, I could feel that when I said it. God stirred my heart. Whether you're up here, whether you're back there, I want to ask you to come while they sing, and let's pray, and let's get this fixed at the foot of Jesus. Sing. Sing. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Come on right now. Come on. Come on. Yeah, listen. Oh, I like that song. Would you come right now? Come on. I just felt like walking back this way. I don't have it in mind to come to anybody, but I just wanted to come back to right here. And I just want to say, come. Let's go to the altar together. Would you do that? We're not here to put you on the spot or embarrass you. We're not here to high pressure you. We're here to love you. And we do love you. And we're here to beg you and ask you to come to Jesus. Well, I appreciate those nods and those tears from through the crowd. Boy, there's people connected here tonight. There's, there's people plugged in here tonight that God's stirring and God's moving and God's using. The church loves you tonight. God loves you tonight. We just come. Come on. Let's go to the altar together. Come meet me here. And let's go to the altar together. Come on. Come on. Let's, let's go to the altar together. Thank the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Glad to have you come, son. Let's just bow up your door and pray. Come pray. Come on. Thank God for this one that's come tonight. Thank God. Just I'm still praying, but I'm standing by him, praying on him. I want to beg you that are here to come. I, I feel like this one really needs to come. I had a burden for him. But I got a burden for some more folks. Now, if God's speaking to you, you've got a burden that you need to respond to. You need to come. Mind the Lord. Please come. Please come. Come on. Somebody needs to come to Jesus. Somebody else. Thank God for this and it's come. Praise the Lord. Come on, folks. Come on to Jesus. God. God bless you. We love you. Praise God. Thank you. Just stand here with us if you want to. Can I hug you? <clears throat> now, you don't have to say anything, but you can if you want to. You want? Okay.
what can I can I just ask you before the folks while I just ask you? Is that okay if I ask you? Okay. Did you ask the Lord to save you? Yes, sir. You feel like you did? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, man. Praise the Lord, buddy. Thank yeah. God for you. Yeah. And uh, now you can stay here and we can some of the folks come around and shake hands with you, or if you want to go back to your seat, if you feel better, you're really welcome to that. All right, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Boy, I praise God for that good move. That's just blessed my heart. And uh, I, had a, I had a burden and uh, felt like it, God was speaking to him. Now, I appreciate him. He, he moved so good, and, and uh, we just thank the Lord for him. And, uh, but I, I still feel like that there's some that's needing to come. And uh, let me get back to that point that's been on my mind and heart so much. If you're here tonight and you've gone down the road of life a ways feeling like that you was okay with God, but now God's awakened you and gotten your attention and somehow all of a sudden you've realized, I don't really have what that preacher's preaching about. If you don't have salvation, and I, I really appreciate Brother Cooper. God, I appreciate God. God gave you a message that was so clear. I explained it so well. And uh, if you're here tonight and you don't have what he was preaching about and what we've been singing about and testifying about, if you just even doubt that you've got that, I'd like to ask you to come and pray. Uh, there's nothing to be lost in coming and praying. Uh, everything to be gained, nothing to be lost. And again, if you just even come and pray and get up and go back to your seat and don't say anything, that's okay. That's up to you. But whatever your need is tonight, and again, and Cooper preached on this part a lot. He preached a lot in that message about those fellows carrying that bed. And uh, man, they'd have, they'd have been in a spot if, if one or two or three of them would have got off their spot. Uh, we all need to be in our place. If you're here and you're saved, and you're not in the spot God wants you to be. And while I say that, what I really mean is in your fellowship with God, in your relationship with God, are you where he wants you to be? But that caused me to think this. Now, if you're here and you're a saved person, and if it was to be the case that God was laying it on your heart to join this church, then that door's open. Please come while I sing again. Mind the Lord. Please come. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord.
appreciate this service. I appreciate the brother that came to the altar and prayed. I appreciate the message and the songs and the spirit I can feel. It's just everything about it. I appreciate revival. And I feel like that we're in revival. And, and that's a gift from God. And uh, he doesn't force it on us or surprise us with it, but we have to desire that and reach for it. That's how we get revival. Okay. Anything to be said by anybody before we come to a closure in a little bit? Amen. Amen. It's worth it. Amen. That's right, buddy. Amen. Boy, you put that just perfectly. I appreciate that testimony. And uh, praise the Lord. Anyone else? Say or do what's on your heart that God gives you. One old preacher used to say, plus nothing, minus nothing. That's the way we need to serve God. Whatever God gives, just that and that and that. Anything else? Yeah, man. Amen. Yeah, buddy. Amen. That's good, Neil. Amen. Thank the Lord. What a blessing. Anyone else? Keep praying for a revival. Revival tomorrow. Of course, we have Sunday school at 10, worship service at 11, and tomorrow evening we have worship service at 6. If you're not uh, going to church somewhere else, got a home church to go to, uh, uh, come here. We'd be glad to have you. I, we don't know if the revival will go past Sunday night or not. We're just waiting and asking the Lord. <clears throat> we'll try to uh, let that information out as soon as we know it. And uh, But God's given us revival right now. And so uh, I appreciate this great crowd once again and the great meeting God's give us. And uh, again, we got uh, food out in the fellowship hall. Uh, <clears throat> if you want to stay with us and have a snack and uh, fellowship with us and visit, we just love to have you. Just uh, glad to have you with us tonight. Uh, any other words or announcements before we come to close? Okay. Again, I'm not asking anybody to pray a dismissal prayer for the service because we invite one to do that, but when we have food, I do like to ask uh, uh, for God to uh, bless the food. And uh, so uh, I'm going to ask somebody, I'm trying to figure out, I'm going to ask Brother Fred to do that.
which ball is y'all? Okay, I'll put it back up. You and me talk. Say it and know it. That blessed my heart. I, and I wanted you to say it so I could hear it so you could hear it. All right. Feel better, don't you? Amen. And, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. I come and check it and find it out. Okay. Anybody else want to say anything? I said, listen, the, the best advice, the only advice I can give you is talk to Jesus and He'll let you know. Tonight, if you're wondering what you've got, talk to Jesus and He'll let you know.
I thank God for you. See, we in this together. Yes, right. We need each other's help and support. Amen. And uh, I just, it's different times when I've looked through the crowd or through the house tonight, and uh, I'd uh, maybe see somebody weeping or somebody smiling for the Lord. And, uh, not only just Lima people, but people from every different place. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you. And, uh, so that's, uh, that's one of the benefits of revival. Anybody else? along the line what Jeremy said God has sent Cooper to Pleasant View to help them and he sent them this weekend to help Cooper Amen. and us, and us. Right. Amen. That's, that's well said well said and uh, and I thought about this and I kind of had a smile too uh, I thought you know because oh, most folks know I've been here almost 50 years pastor but I was pastor Pleasant and uh, uh, some of the <coughs> folks that you're, it's just like going back in time. And, you know, God brought back some real precious memories. And I, I praise God we can have precious memories in Him and with God's people on the journey. Yes, and uh, uh, nothing else will stay with you like God's Adiós. 